This is QJ Martin, and you're listening to the Write a Novel podcast, providing you with the tools and instructions that you need to write your novel. Hello, and welcome to week 15.5 of the Write a Novel 2021 challenge here on the Write a Novel podcast. If you were able to listen to the last episode of season two that I released, then you might remember that our goal for this week is to finish plotting out the 15 scenes in our scene list for the first half of Act 2. So that means that by the time you're done with this week's assignment, you should have scenes 16 to 30 on that list filled out. And scene 30 would be the midpoint in your novel. Now in the last episode, I talked about the way these increasing numbers were starting to affect the way I looked at the project. I was being overwhelmed by thinking I had to write a bunch of scenes in the middle of this huge list. So what I did to prevent that was to renumber them as Act 2, Scenes 1 through 15. And again, it's really surprising how much this changed my perception of the assignment for this week. It stopped feeling overwhelming and started to feel simple again. And because of that, I was able to finish my major changes and complete my new scene list. So in the last episode, I summarized scenes 1 through 6 of Act 2 of my novel. Scene 6 ended with Edwards choosing to spend one more night with the family that took him in, before continuing on his journey to cross over into Allied territory. So here are the rest of my scenes from the first half of Act 2. Scene 7 Edwards wakes up feeling strange. He had been experimenting with the serum the night before, but he doesn't really remember how much he ended up taking after his conversation with the father. Before he's able to get his head on straight though, a German commander bursts through the door into his bedroom. Edwards is horrified, but then he realizes that this is something that has not happened yet. He's seen a vision of the future. So he runs around the room getting his stuff ready for a quick escape. As he heads to leave, the father notices him and calls out, and he asks him why isn't he sticking around for breakfast. Edwards ignores him, but as he reaches for the door to go out, that same commander that he saw in his vision is there with the soldier that Edwards had knocked out in scene one of act two. But this soldier doesn't seem to recognize Edwards from a couple days before. So the commander apologizes for keeping his son late, but says that he was attacked by an American spy who they've been hunting ever since. They sit down for an extremely awkward breakfast. This whole time, Edwards is hoping that the son doesn't recognize him. But then he slips up and says something that he said before knocking out the son. The son realizes who he is and signals the commander, and the commander pulls his gun out on him. Edward slams the commander into the table, takes his gun, and fires around into the man's head. The father is absolutely horrified. After all, his daughter was right there at the table. The son tackles Edwards, but Edward slams him to the ground and points the gun at him. Then he looks around and sees the expression on everyone's faces. He decides to let them live. He takes the commander's uniform, apologizes, drops all the coins that he won at the poker game right there at the foot of the door, and then runs for his life. 
Scene 8, Edwards camps for the night, questioning whether or not his actions have crossed the line. He affirms to himself that there was nothing else he could have done, and shooting a soldier in front of the whole family was a necessary evil in this situation. Then he takes a bit of the serum and goes to bed. Scene 9, he's woken up by a German soldier. It's one of the scouts that is hunting for him. When the soldier sees the ranking on Edward's uniform, however, he salutes and asks what he's doing out here in the woods. Edwards pretends that he's the commander that he had killed, and he says that he came across a spy, the spy knocked him out, leaving blood all over his uniform, and then disappeared. He then points the soldier in a false direction as to where the man that he's hunting should be going. The man radios it in, and as he does, he reads off the name tag on Edward's uniform. Now Edwards knows that things are about to get bad for him. The person on the other side of the radio says that the commander whose name he read off was killed by the spy. But before the soldier has time to respond, Edwards shoots and kills him. Scene 10. Edwards is being chased by German soldiers. There's one right on top of him. He takes aim and shoots him off his motorcycle then takes it and drives off. The others are still behind him. They shoot at him a few times. They mostly miss, but one shot hits him right in the shoulder. Edwards keeps going. He reaches the front lines and jumps off the motorcycle, running for his life. The Americans are about to shoot him, but they see that the Germans are already trying to kill the man. So they figure that the Germans must not want him to make it to their side. They choose to save him, they have him in the trenches, but when they ask him what the heck is going on, he starts to speak obviously with a German accent, and this prompts them to hit him over the head with their rifles. That disorients him, and he blacks out. Scene 11, Edwards is locked up and tortured for days. They say they would have killed him already, but if the Germans wanted him dead, he has to have some sort of intel that would be beneficial for them. Edwards points out that he already told them that he's an American soldier. He gave them the name of his commanding officer. And the soldier torturing him says that it's convenient that his commanding officer is so high up in the ranks. That he's so far away that it would take forever for him to arrive and that whatever Edwards is doing would draw him out to the most poorly protected section of the entire front line. He insinuates that Edwards is trying to get him to show up so he can kill him or get him killed, but he says that the question of whether the general will arrive or not is not really his concern, but until he does, the soldier is free to do whatever he wants with Edwards, and he says maybe by the time the general gets there, he'll have some good intel to give him in order to get himself a promotion. Scene 12. Edwards is being tortured. He tells the soldier over and over that his mission was classified, but he knows the location of a target that they have to take out before the entire tide of the war changes. The soldier unfortunately doesn't believe him. He asks him what's in the vial that Edwards was carrying. Edwards tells him, well, try it out, you'll see what it does. The soldier scoffs, and he says that he's not some sort of idiot that would allow a German soldier to trick him into poisoning himself. 
So Edward says, well, if you don't want to try it, then give it to me and I'll show you how it works and what it does. The soldier says, that's a good idea. But then he goes and jabs it into Edward's neck and injects almost half of the remaining vial into his bloodstream. Before Edwards passes out, he hears someone storm in, shouting something like, Who gave you the right to torture this soldier? Scene 13. Well, this one is going to just be a huge fever dream. Edwards sees glimpses of the atrocities of World War II, even though at the time he doesn't comprehend what he's actually seeing. And he vaguely hears in the distance the doctors calling for him to wake up, but then he passes out again. Scene 14. Edwards comes out of his coma and is doing well enough to be sent to his superior officer. The general apologizes for his treatment. He asks what happened to Edwards and his team, where they are, what's in the vial, etc. Edwards explains that they were ambushed and the vial is a deadly toxin that they were testing on his team in order to find a formula that would greatly enhance their own soldiers in the field. He convinces the general that they need to get to that lab and destroy it immediately, and they begin plotting how to do just that. Okay, now don't forget that the goal of this podcast is to walk you through every step of the novel writing process, as well as to give you a behind-the-scenes look at me writing my own novel. So for you to get the most out of this podcast, you need to be following every step of the process. When this season is all said and done, I want you to have a finished book in your hands, something that you can be proud of. So make sure to do the work every week and share your progress with me on Twitter at QJ underscore author or send me a voice recording that I'll be able to place directly in the next episode by going to anchor.fm slash write a novel. I would love to hear how you're doing with your goals so far this year. And also don't forget that if you support me on Patreon at the $1 level, I will have a monthly conversation of encouragement with you about your writing. At the $5 level, I will do everything I can to help you plot your novel and work through any challenges you may have. If you'd like to support me, just go to patreon.com slash qjmartin. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Write a Novel podcast. If you'd like to read a transcript of this episode, you can find it at thewriterseverything.org slash transcripts. If you'd like to listen to future episodes, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're currently listening on. And be sure to give it a rating while you're at it to let me know what you think of the podcast. If you'd like to support the podcast, again, you can do so at patreon.com slash qjmartin. For your convenience, all the reference links will also be in the show notes.